Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brennan Escott with you. Oilers Now, never a dull moment. 106 in Edmonton. I might need a salted Caesar after today's show, let me tell you. Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. We just heard from Kevin Weeks. Uh, the news of the day switching from Evander Kane to Mike Smith, who's out a couple weeks, a one to two weeks. Uh, Dave Tippett saying with a uh, ligament issue with his thumb. Uh, you can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort Casino excitement bet on it, and you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street and 111th Avenue. Uh, open Monday to Saturday. Let's do this. We are going to head straight off to the River Cree Resort Casino hotline. We're joined by Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque for GCL Diesel, providing genuine diesel parts and Turbochargers at great prices since 1972. GCLDiesel.com. Louie, uh, it's almost going from the ridiculous to the absurd when it comes to uh, the situation of Mike Smith at all. Um, you were here today. You saw that he wasn't on the uh, ice. We get the update afterwards from Dave Tippett that he could be out hopefully just a week or two. And then the automatic assumption from the fan base is, and rightfully so, and everybody else, well, obviously they'll recall Stuart Skinner. Well, not so fast. Bakersfield has been shut down. Uh, the game uh, postponed this week because of an outbreak. So I, I guess we're going to have to see Stuart Skinner probably test negative a couple times for him to be even an option. When it, it, The orders aren't even playing. And when it rains, it pours right now. You know what I mean, Louie? <laughs> and the hits just keep on coming. It's it's unbelievable. It really is. But I, I, what are you going to do about it? There's really nothing you can do about it, Bob. And I think that you can just listen to Dave Tippett today when he talked in his presser. And he's like, listen, this is the world we live in right now. Connor McDavid yesterday said the same thing. You know, and I think we sometimes don't appreciate that as much of, you know, the fact that every single day they're waiting for those test results to come back to see if they can go on the ice or not, to see if they're going to be eligible to play. Who are they going to lose in that certain day? I mean, it's just a wacky world, and obviously we've dealt with it in the media group as well. And you know what? I, it's it's unfortunate. It's the world we're living in right now. But uh, for Edmonton, I do like the words that I'm hearing come out of the dressing room right now. A little bit of a reset. They're looking forward to getting back after it with whatever players are available at their disposal. And they know they want to turn things around and get back in the winning ways. And that's really should be the only mental focus right now. Of the team is just preparing themselves for the game Saturday night. If indeed it does go through, which we really never know until the puck drops at center ice, game time. <laughs> so that's just the world we're in. Yeah. Wow. Excuse me. Yeah, All right. You know what? And I hear you, but it's, 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 it's everybody's affected by this. You know, this is, uh, unfortunately, this is where we are right now, and especially in this country, and that's, you know, 
how we're going to have to deal with this stuff. Yeah, uh, the Oilers have six players, by the way, currently with the team that have not been in COVID protocol. Leon Dreisaitl, Zach Hyman, Colton Sevier, Chris Russell, who's currently on IR, and then the two goaltenders, Smith and Koskinen. The news of the day, Mike Smith, uh, a tweak with the thumb. They did an MRI. There's a tendon issue. One to two weeks, he could be out. The guy's yeah. played six games out of 34 this year. This obviously yeah. was not the plan, Louie, uh, when the Oilers signed him to a two-year extension coming off a 9.23 save percentage where he was basically one of the three MVPs, well, four, because Darnell Nurse had such a great year last year in the Canadian division as well. Obviously, McDavid Dreisaitl won two in scoring. But uh, those guys were a big part of what was a pretty successful season, all things considered, until the playoffs where they – it's funny, Louie, eh? just, just on the side on the playoffs. Toronto loses three straight games to Montreal. And in Toronto, you're like, well, they ran into Carey Price. Price had a 945 save percentage in those three games. Connor yeah. Hellebuck had a 950 against Edmonton in what amounted to five and a half games when you factored in the overtime periods. Yeah, he was outstanding. I did, you know, did that series and. I don't know how many times, you know, we bumped into each other between the periods in Winnipeg there and we're like, are you kidding me? Like, you know, they can't get a BB by this guy right now. And holy geez, you know what? Mike Smith is playing pretty darn good too. Like it was excellent goaltending. I I look at that series and unfortunately it went the way of Winnipeg for Edmonton fans. When you look at that series, it was a battle within a battle. And listen, they ended up finding a way to pull it out. I agree with you, though. I look at that playoff series, and I don't really blame anybody. I kind of look at that as two pretty even teams matched going head-to-head, and they found a way to finish off games, and Edmonton didn't. It's the way it goes. I know it was a bittersweet end for for Edmonton fans, but that's hockey. That happens, and I agree with you. you know, and listen, for Mike Smith... The reason that goaltending has become an issue here is because of Mike Smith, is because of the fact that he hasn't been healthy. And this happened last year at the start of the year, and Miko Koskinen stepped in there, and that tandem was able to get them into the playoffs. This year, same thing, gets hurt early. Koskinen steps in, has this amazing record, 12-3 and or 12-4 and at one point in time. I'll have to look back at my notes. But, I mean, it was just, you know, the same as the year before. He steps in and actually had better results because he was getting the run support early from his team. And that's what you need. You need everybody to buy in and everybody to do their part in trying to win hockey games, and they were early on. You can say maybe they shouldn't have won some of those games, but they found a way to win them. Then now, in the last 13 games, it's been a different story. And I think that was the biggest message from, you know, what players have said, what Ken Holland has said, what Dave Tippett has said, and what I believe is, like, how do you really look at this season? How can you put any gauge on this season at all? And when you hear players talking about, you know, this is like a third training camp for them. Like, there's just no rhythm at all to this season who's to say they don't come out of this break and take off again and have and play like they did at the start of the year or they could come out of this break and play like they have the last 13 and have the results they've had in the last 13 or they could be somewhere in the middle who knows but what i'm saying is it's it's pretty hard to put a finger on anything there's certainly areas of the game a lot of areas of the game that need to be worked on and from the conversations that they're having with us as the media and what they're saying, I like what I'm hearing again. They're, they're understanding there's things they have to deal with and they have to get better at. We'll see what happens here after the break. Louie, we have a lot of people listening to the show right now that don't like having their worlds, uh, you know, turned upside down. They're creatures of habit. They like to have continuity and consistency in terms of what they do on a day-to-day basis. Is there any way you can educate the listeners 
on how incredulous, incredulously uh, difficult it would be for players. The ones, and we should we should preface this by saying the ones that still haven't tested positive, because once you test positive with this uh, variant, you're, you don't have to get tested for 90 days. But every day you're wondering who's in, am I even going to be, I feel great. Am I even going to be able to play today? I, like, I mean, you can, can you perhaps highlight an educator just on how much creature habits guys really are? Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I'll just go further with that because I played the game and I understand that ritual and superstitions and patterns and being habitual are what make you what you are as a professional athlete. You get into rhythms, you get into a pattern, and you try and copy that. You try and keep your um, day-to-day activity the same to have the same results, to have, be prepared to play a hockey game. So just like anybody in any walk of life, and I'm the same, I understand that I like being consistent. I like getting up, eating the same thing, doing the same things each day, trying to you know, have a schedule that I'm used to throughout the day. And, yes, there's going to be alterations to that with things that come up, but you're always going to come back to that structure and kind of maintain that. Well, there is no structure right now. It's completely blown up in the National Hockey League. And I think for professional athletes, especially when that – that structure and pattern and the habits on the day-to-day basis uh, will allow you to step in and be mentally and physically prepared to play the game at your peak have been taken away from you because everything is different. Every day is different. You don't know who you're going to be playing with, if you're going to be playing, if your coach is going to be behind the bench. It, it's it's so blown up, it's ridiculous. And I think the players have done an excellent job, and I talked about this last year and the year before in the bubble, that you know I think they've done an excellent job at putting a pretty darn good product on the ice for the most part having to deal with all of these issues and for that i take my hat off to them because as an analyst as a, as a as a broadcaster with the differences we've had to kind of take into consideration and what we've had to do to change our preparation yeah. is the same thing it's been it's been we've been turned on our head in that regard as well non-travel travel no in-person one-on-one conversations don't having the access to the players one-on-one where you kind of get your little goodies and and your nuggets out of players in a more casual setting it's all press conference style interviews everything's different so Everyone's had to adapt and adjust to this, and uh, it looks like it's going to continue on to be that way. But, you know, the one thing is for certain is that there is no certainty. No. I mean, just in the prep, like, you know how much work I do book-wise before each – because I can't sit there yeah. and say, well, yeah. Louie, you know, as an – I can't sit there – well, you know, when I played – uh, I mean, c- come on. Like, I can't I play – I I So I, I, have to, I have to know numbers. I have to know backgrounds of individual players. And I, I can tell you, I always do the opposition team the night before the game with the exception – with the exception – of the updated uh, analytics on the respective players, I do the I do the cap for each team, and and, and you know you you obviously have your line combinations and you three sets of D together with the goaltender. And the problem with it right now is every game I'm having to cross out one or two players. It used to be maybe one player due to injury, and now I'm having to cross out two to three players because of Omicron, and it's changed, right? And so if I'm going through that, and I'm just a, the broadcasting stiff, imagine what it's like for a coach. Okay, well, here's what we're going to do. We're gonna play this line against that line. We're not even sure if we're going to play. It's crazy. Well, you know, and I, I just I, I can't imagine what it's like, but I guess I can and a little bit because I'm not in there on a day-to-day basis going through this, but... 
You know, I think you get to a point, I think Dave Tippett's talked about it a couple of times, you just got to kind of take a deep breath and say, okay, we're just going to manage what we can manage and do what we can do and we do actually have control over right now. And then the other things that we don't have control over, we're, we, we have to somehow put that in the back burner and just not worry about it, which is very difficult to do in anything in life, let alone, you know, the high-pressure world of professional sports and trying to be productive. And when you've gone through a stretch that they've gone through right now, I'm assuming it's even magnified that even more. You know, when you're losing, everything's magnified, and in these conditions, it's probably even worse. So I don't wish that on anybody. But, uh, yeah, you know what? Listen, I... That's the only way to sum it up, and I agree with you, Bob. You know, I have a certain routine that I've had. My routine preparation-wise has gone right out the window. It's unbelievable. Like, I'm I'm similar to you in the sense that I like to kind of have line combinations in, in advance and kind of go through it, work that in my head so that I understand what I'm dealing with when I'm looking at the game and, you know, knowing the players is there potential for a player to be stepping in there. I mean, it's like, okay, we're going to wait till game time, morning skates, if there is one, to see who's in the lineup. And then, you know what, we might find out at game time that five different people are in the lineup tonight, and that's just the world we're in right now. So, you know what? Everybody's dealing with it, and I guess all you can do is just <laughs> kind of laugh it off and do your best job. Well, it's do the funny. Best you can. The Oilers used 11 defense uh, in a 10-game span, 11 defensemen, 11, you know, the 2-9-2 two, two run, uh, which is, what, a 13-game run. They've used 11 D-men, and I was thinking, as I was watching Arizona and the Maple Leafs last night, like I knew Dyson Mayo because he played here. I never heard of the Moser guy that they got on defense. And I'm like, I Soderstrom was a first-rounder. Okay, I knew it. I'm like, I don't know who three of their six defensemen are. And then I'm thinking to myself, you know what? If somebody was watching Edmonton against Seattle at the end of December or just before the Christmas yep. break, they would have yep. been sitting there going, who the hell are who some are of these guys? guys? Right? <laughs> but you know what? That's also the exciting part for me, too. I've always liked kind of, you know, doing that research, learning about a new player, trying to figure out what kind of a player they are, watching some video on them. And then obviously the, the best part of trying to understand what a player is all about is when you get to do games that they're involved in and talking to them. You know what? Listen, bumping into players, you know, the thing that we can't do anymore. Right. But that was where you kind of got a feel on how a player was. Are they excited? Are they nervous? You know, energetic? You know, all those things you can dig a little deeper when you're talking to someone one-on-one. -on -one. I've always felt that. They're a little more guarded in a press conference style interview but those are the things that we've had to make adjustments on too but again i got to take my hat off to him because i can't imagine they're too keen with having to jump up in front of a microphone and talk to a whole bunch of people every single day as well some might like it a little better others probably don't like it as much they want to have their pattern and their their schedule they typically are on but listen everybody's had to make adjustments in our world and especially in the hockey world right now with what's going on and in, you know, we're seeing it up close and personal, so it's a little more um, sporadic for us because we're right directly involved in it. But from the outside looking in, I, I don't think sometimes they understand just how, you know, it's it's a pretty uh, pretty crazy environment every day that they have to deal with. All right, uh, we got to get to another topic. So, Mike Smith, here we go in goal. We've talked about that. Got to ask you about Evander King. Uh, and again, there's a distinct possibility. It's an irrelevant point as to where he goes because he might get suspended again and it might take him out of the yep. mix altogether. We don't know what the league's going to uh, end up uh, ruling in this regard because we don't have all the information in terms of what, what happened with him yeah. in Canada. So on that note, on that note, uh, we just had Kevin Weeks on the show and he said there's more people, more teams in even since a couple nights ago yeah. that he's of the belief that more teams have jumped in. Are you surprised by this at all? 
I was initially. I, I truly was just because of the hot button topic that he's been all year long. To be honest with you, I just thought I was really shocked to hear that as many teams were involved with him that were. But then when you really break it down and look at it, and, and again, you're right, we don't know all the situation. We can only take this for what we know. Um, and for me, you know, I look at, okay, past accusations. Is there still ongoing legal proceedings? I'm not sure. I don't think so. So that's been dealt with. He was suspended 21 games for um, falsifying documents. Okay, so that behavior in itself right there for me is really concerning. I look at that and I say, okay, wait a second. You're already, you know, up against it with everything that was going on in his life. And then to do that, I go, okay, where is your state of mind? He serves his 21-game suspension. Okay, so he paid the fiddler. Financially, timeout, comes back. Did supposedly worked on his, his, his gambling addiction. You know, he's talked about the fact he's had to take some things in and deal with some things comes back, and then if he did indeed, again, falsify documents, because that's the only way that if he did illegally come into the country, the Arrive Can app that you and I have done multiple times and have had to do every time we come back into the country, yep. you have to fill that out with truth, and it's personal stuff, and you put it in there, you cannot falsify that. It's illegal to do so. So if he's done that again a second time, I'm sorry, that's behavior for me that I'm like, I'm really concerned about. I just, I just, I sit there and go, are you kidding me? I'm all for second chances too, Bob. You and I have talked about this at length. He's a hell of a hockey player. He was the best player in the San Jose Sharks team last year. No question about it. This is a 30-goal scorer in his sleep and a power forward that there aren't many players in the league that can do the things right. that Evander Kane right. can do. So as a hockey player, just strictly shaving it down as a hockey player, of course I understand the interest. No question about it. And especially the fact that you can get him at the price point you're able to get him at right now. So of course there's going to be interest there. But I am concerned. And we're going to have, again, this is all allegations. There, there hasn't been anything finalized for this. So I'm just speaking from the information that I've taken in I'm still up in the air. I'm going to tell you that right now because if it is indeed true that he has falsified, I I agree with you. I don't think we're going to have to worry about Evander Kane because he's going to be suspended probably for the rest of the season. Yeah. He will not be able to play this year. And maybe even further disciplinary action, not only from the NHL, but potentially never being able to cross a border again. Yeah, well, you're start, okay, When I mean, you're messing around with a border... I mean, we all know what it's like. We all travel, and we all want to travel, and everybody's made adjustments to our lifestyle right now and had to change things. You can't go around thinking that the rules don't apply to you. I'm sorry, you can't. Not in today's day and age, and not especially with what's going on in this world in the pandemic. You just cannot do that. Well, but again, I'm going to reserve judgment, reserve judgment until... The details come out. Until then, we really don't know what's going on. We think we know, but we've just heard accusations. We don't know. So until that investigation is done, we'll see. There's nothing uh, worse than a little bit of hypocrisy on this sort of stuff and this the, the whole yeah, like every everything that's occurred uh with the pandemic and we know that it's people have choice and i mean as an example state of uh, uh aoc very popular with a certain segment of the population really pushed the the mass mandates and then was seen down in florida yep. Uh, in close contact with people not wearing a mask, right? And well, But that's, well, that's the rule the thing, in there's, Florida, there's, so... There's, 
I understand that too. So some people are going to look at this and go, what's the big deal? You know, it's only a flu. It's just a cold. Some yep. people that think that COVID isn't, and I know there's people that have that perspective and listen, that's your prerogative to have that perspective on this right now. You can believe whatever you want. It's a free world. It's a free country. As far as how you want to think, listen, if that's what you think, then that's fine. And there's other people on the complete opposite scale of that that are like, I can't believe you would do something like that. Like I've told you before, I'm kind of in the middle. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm teeter-tottering because I've seen it change over the last couple of years. And that's where my, my thinking has changed a little bit over the last two years. But at the same time, and listen, I've had second chances in my career. I'm all for it. I truly am, Bob. I'm truly all for people getting a second chance, but it's the actions you're putting forward that right. dictate whether or not we're going to accept those changes. We're going to accept you as the new person you're trying to be. And so far... If this is true, I don't know if those are actions that well, you know, warrant. I, Louis, I gotta tell you, I just don't know. I just, I, but again, I, I we have to wait till this this comes down to the decision that the NHL is going to make with their investigation. And and listen, I think it's all riding on that though. It's a hundred percent riding on this because if he did indeed falsify documents again, which is the only way he would or lie, whatever way you want to say it, to get across the border. I'll tell you what. I just don't. I don't. I don't see them letting him play this year. I just don't see it. Yeah. Well, and, and again, I, I think that the fact that there was a, a hold that came from the league probably doesn't bode well for his camp. So let's. Yeah, just... you know, and that's the thing. Like I, I, I agree. I, I just don't think. I don't think there was a smoke. There's typically fire. You know. Yeah. And I just don't. Uh, I don't know how you can kind of just smooth this one over when he was suspended 21 games for doing something similar. Yeah. And it's just a bad look on the National Hockey League, and they're not going to accept it. They haven't accepted it. And they're going to do their due diligence in trying to figure this out. And you know what? Listen, you're, you're innocent until proven guilty. So we've heard this has happened I'm waiting for the other side of the story and waiting to see exactly what happens. Yeah, no quite. And just, and, uh, just, and that, and, I know? just want to circle back, Louie, just on the stuff in Florida. Like, the rules in that state are you don't have to wear a mask. So some people would say, yeah. well, she's completely justified not having to wear a mask in the state of Florida at an event if she gets caught on video. And the reality of the situation, even if she was one of the ones that pushed the hardest for a mask mandate in her state, right? I mean, we've been down to the states, and there's different <laughs> Vegas. Well, that, that's the problem. Is That's a problem. When we went down to Arizona, okay, I'll just tell you this. We went down to Arizona early in the year. Yes. And we checked into the hotel, and we found out that there was no mask necessary. How happy were you? I don't know about you, but I was happy to take those things off. <laughs> I certainly was. Oh, man. And, I, and I, I do believe that there will come a time when it's your choice to wear a mask. And you know what? If people want to still wear a mask, then so be it. Wear the mask. If Go that's ahead. what you feel is protecting you. But if you don't want to wear it, I think it's got to get to a point in time I where think you don't we're have headed to, to wear that it as well. Yeah, Absolutely. you know, like that's kind of where I'm at. That's where I'm at. And I just got over COVID. Uh, I don't want anybody to get it. I truly don't. But this is the world we live in. And I don't know. I just. I, it's unfortunate, but yeah, I can't wait for that day. Me neither. Louie, thanks for your time, my man. We got to run. Okay, take care. 127 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. We will tell you that uh, Japanese Village open a serve you to any one of their five Edmonton and area locations featuring Alberta's own Brant Lake Wagyu. Visit jvedmonton.ca. Tell Don on the staff orders now sent you. We'll tell you this. Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrus brought to you by GCL Diesel, providing genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices since 1972.
Still to come, George LaRock and the Oilers Now Prospect Report. Off to Global News Weather Traffic Update, Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.